Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. Weaving in and out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. My name is Greg D. I'm a genius with And on today's episode, we're kicking off a month of celebrating all that is local. We're going to a few of our favorite Kansas City artists to talk some of their favorite flicks. And we start by looking into 2019's Ma, not to be confused with Mother! Ma! And whether or not you've suffered through a swirly, you can listen <laughs> into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in you, you smell like your daddy hole. And that's why you had that on your bullet point, my friend. <laughs> that line just stuck with me between, like, <laughs> come before daddy gets home, and, like, mm, you smell like your daddy. Maybe I got daddy issues. Well, if, <laughs> if any of you have daddy issues, you can deal with them us on social media. Uh, deal with us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and contributing to the delinquency of minor shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, April 8th, if you live in the Kansas City area, all you need to go is to screenland.com where they've got your... Oh, goodness. I don't even want to touch what you were getting into. Shenanigans taking care of indoors. Delinquent shenanigans. Delinquency shenanigans. (laughs) Indoors and delinquency virtually. Oh, my goodness. And the Friday this is releasing. Woo! Get Get your Mr. Pibs. Our latest Friday Night Fright is definitely one that is ooey and gooey, Mm -hmm. squidly and diddly, Mm -hmm. and one that- James Gunny. James Gunny. Come on out for- Slither. Yes. Rooker, fucking Greg Henry, Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, Jenna it's, Fisher. It's it's that movie. You're going to have the Rick Dalton moment yeah, over you are. and over again. Now, oh, God, I can't wait. The funny, I don't know why, but it always tickles me when Grant Grant goes to the karaoke bar and there's that one sad woman singing, I know all there is to know about the crying game. Cracks me up because I genuinely fucking love that song. Is that a is that a genius jam? It by is a, a karaoke? genius jam. Fucking it is. Fucking boy George kills it on that one. <laughs> well, then our fo- the following Friday, our other Friday night fright is going to be one that we actually offered a commentary up for on Patreon, and <laughs> as we like to say, it's launched a thousand phobias mm-hmm, and a thousand fetishes. Come on out for the Kyoto Brothers Killer Clowns. From outer space. I'm, I can't wait. Uh, John Vernon and being as one of the most John Vernoniest. Well, anytime you have John Vernon and he doesn't play an asshole authority figure, something's wrong. You're not using the John Vernon the correct way. Correct. But we hope to see everyone out for that. Now, the other repertory screenings that are happening happening on the weekend of the eighth. Warriors, come out and play. Can you dig it? And and sadly, I don't have any bottles to jingle, so I apologize. But yeah, Walter Hill's The Warriors. I love that movie. Fucking and love it. I, I won't lie. I did put together a pretty special Street Tough-esque uh, trailer reel Ooh. for that one. In the city. <laughs> and of course, hopefully all of you can have an awkward viewing experience with John Cameron Mitchell's Short Bus. Have not seen that. Well, oh, I have, genius. In fact, anyone out there that has seen this film, let's just say this. The film opens with a fellow filleting himself. You see it, and he finishes. That's talent. And you see it. Oh, it's... Uh, so it's a ovation. tool video. It's a tool video. <laughs> True... <laughs> True story. My cousin, <laughs> my cousin. I'm not going to mention his name. You've, if you've heard the show, you've heard us mention him before. Very tall and lanky. But my cousin can suck his own dick. Oh, oh no, he's not a cousin, Walt. Not quite yet. But my very first apartment I ever lived in, my very first roommate walked in on him and his then girlfriend having sex, and he best described it like a tool video. <laughs> <laughs> and that stuck with me. So the minute I'm like, well. 
kind of, sort of. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it tracks. <laughs> now, the other films that are going to be screening this weekend, uh, we've got Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I cannot wait to see that. My mom cannot wait to see that. She's been hounding me. Hey, does that movie come out yet? No, not yet. Okay. I don't want to hype it up because I know you hyperbole and you are not good partners, but I laughed, I cried, and I just don't want to say if you have to break out a certain thing, but eh, kind of, sort of. Oh. It'll add to the conversation. Well, yeah, especially with mom. Especially, yeah. Oh, uh, it'll be, no, trust me, it's, it is. It's no death December? No, it is not death December. Okay. This is one we can all enjoy together. Okay, cool. It's not, it's not the short bus. It's not any of those. So, if you happen to not live in the Kansas City area and would like to support uh, Screenland from afar, a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com, where they have a number of films you can rent from them, or you can become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com slash Screenland, where amongst the many perks, there exist a few watch parties, of which Genius and I actually engage in. I'm excited for this next one. Well, our next Shutter shout-out is going to be happening on April 30th, the continuation, the education of Genius McGee. Of course, Genius is slowly but surely earning his metal horns, and from the the listening portion that we go through to the viewing portion as well, two rocking and rolling heavy metal horror films, Rocktober Blood and Black Roses. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I, Rocktober Blood, we'll talk about it. Because I've never seen Rocktober Blood. It's going to be a first-timer for me. We'll we'll have some fun with it. We'll have some fun with it. Now, of course, both of those are going to be streaming on Shudder. But if you join Screenland Films family, you're going to have access to the Nightmare Junkhead home version, mm-hmm. as Genius like to say. And that is a customized pre-show, introduction by Genius and myself, trailer reel for each film, and of course, the post-film discussion, where trust me, there's a moment in Rocktober Blood, you're going to go, because it is ew. Is it Lannister? Is it Lannistery? No, it's just gross. Okay, it's just gross. It you might, God help me, you're gonna probably throw in a Candyman pun, and we're gonna have to end everything. <laughs> it does involve blood. I will just say that. Ah, here you're looking for October blood, bitch. Now, if we were talking <laughs> film family and Patreon, e bellies. Yeah, I couldn't have you roll in from Candyman to to Bronson. That'll break you. Hey, pallies. Well, we do indeed have our own little collection of film family members at Patreon. And in fact, Genius, we increased another one. <gasps> Woo! And actually, this individual, we've interacted with quite a bit mm-hmm. via the social medias. It's Again, that's just how things are done nowadays. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, uh, his taste in films are second to none. But thank you, Noel. Yes. Dude. You're fucking rad, dude. And now listen, now he actually has a number of things that you can listen to, and I'm going to give a shout out here. If you go to mastersofcarpentry.blogspot.com, you can listen to his podcast, Masters of Carpentry, where he goes into the entire filmography of John Carpenter. Noel's fucking rad, dude. dude Noel's great. Noel's great, and Noel's fucking rad. And I'm looking, like, all your favorites, of course, Big Trouble in Little China, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, Dark Star. The Resurrection of Bron- Bronco Billy Ooh. from 1970. Again, deep cuts here. Deep cuts. So check it out. And he's also starting one called Thundar Road. Where he's Is it going Thundar the Barbarian? Over Thundar the Barbarian, which I'm sorry, but I've always, in the intro, he talks about his fabulous sun sword. And there's something about a sword being labeled as fabulous that has just always stuck with me. It's a fabulous sun sword. And there's something about it. So thank you, Noel. 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 Good God, Noel. Noel. No. Of the hill people, thunder. <laughs> now, if you would like us to wax your car a little bit and have access to a number of things, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where we indeed have every tier from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. Oh, my goodness. So we have been doing monthly themes for quite some time now, Mm -hmm. and it's been fantastic. It's been easy to organize, easy to put together movies to talk about. It helps when you have a theme. It always does. It always does. And in the month of April, we knew we wanted to kind of go local. Mm -hmm. 
and stay local, talk to local people, because as it turns out, there's a certain event going on at the end of the month that is all local. That's right, kids. It's time to panic. The 10th Panic Film Festival, happening from uh, April 28th into May 8th, and oh, and congrats to Screenland on the shout out from Fango. Of course, maybe they'll someday be on the cover. Cover of the old Fango. <laughs> and I'm super excited. In fact, it should be noted. We can go ahead and announce it. Save the date on April 30th at five o'clock. The Game of Games is back. We are going to be testing your horror knowledge, trivia for prizes and pride, amongst other things. But. We thought we'd kick things off by inviting a first-time guest, which is always exciting. But what's great is, as a lot of our guests and a lot of the people here in the Kansas City area, yeah, he wears many hats, and you can see him all over the Kansas City area. And for our television fans, uh, you can see him talking movies and much more on Great Day Kansas City through Fox 4. Uh, now, you can hear... A few of the podcasts that he produces, uh, including the Harp Barbecue Podcast and Kansas City Magazine. But more importantly, you can see him palling around at Screenland Armor all the time and probably no doubt Panic Fest because he is a lover of cinema. Please welcome to Nightmare Junkhead for the first time, Patrick Moore. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Absolutely, dude. Fuck no, yeah. are you kidding? No, it's a, it is our pleasure, uh-huh. good sir. Now, before. Indubitably. The- before the, <laughs> before the waxing of the car can commence, uh, please tell our listeners where can they find you out on social media. Uh, plug and promote away. Sure, yeah. I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Patrick Moore KC. And then that's got links to my other stuff, to the, the videos and all, all the other promotional BS and what have you. But they're all on there, so it's, it's easy to find. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on the show, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, we're both at the Screenland right now and both not. I have, yeah, and uh, if you, this is an audio platform, but I have a background of the Screenland Theater, of Theater One, which is mm-hmm. the coolest theater maybe in, in the Screenland. I don't know. It depends on the movie, because I guarantee they're not going to show short bus in Theater One. I don't know, man. Dongatron 3000 enhances everything. <laughs> that robot that they have that cranks, that's Dongatron 3000. That just... Seriously, next time you're at Screenland, uh, you're gonna do it again. You're look at the it. look at the robot, and you're gonna know why I call it Dongatron Three Thousand, and you will never unsee it. Oh yeah, I mean, once someone brought it up to me the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh yeah, no, now every time you just you can't unsee it, mm-hmm. and it's it's wonderful. I mean, I love it honestly. I think that's why it's great. Um, yeah, I, I do some events at the Screenland too, where we do some of these these movie interruption roasty shows, kind of like you know your commentary tracks. We just make fun of a movie live, and those are usually in in theater four because they don't sell very well. So it's we're we're in theater four, which is a very you know that's a more intimate experience in theater four. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. That's what I kind of love is the diversity of those theaters because depending on the content, it will flavor yes. the viewing. Now, one of the things is um, you appearing on Great Day KC and talking movies. One of the films that you talked about today is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I know, Genius, you haven't watched it yet. We're going to be watching that tomorrow. But could you tell our listeners a spoiler-free comment on why they should probably seek this one out in the theater while they can? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the guys who made, uh, you know, uh, what Swiss Army Man. Yes. So it's, you know, you know, you're getting something that's going to be different. And this is one I kind of had. I thought I had an idea of what it was going to be about. Um, also, like Ma, I thought I had an idea of what it was about going in. And it was about something totally, completely different. This is kind of like a play, I guess, on like we're doing all the multiverse things right now. So it's like it's a movie about multiverses, but. It's about so much more too, and uh, a career best I think for Michelle Yeoh. It's 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 an awesome uh, showcase of her talents because I mean obviously everyone knows she's great, but I mean you know she did the, in Crazy Rich, Crazy Rich Asians. She was just kind of the evil stepmom character. You know she was on uh, Star Trek Discovery, which is not very good, but you know she's she's been around in Crouching Tiger. She's a legend, but like in this movie she's also really funny, which like I don't think she's ever gotten to be that funny before in this movie made me laugh like a lot too so i don't know i thought it was yeah funny inventive original 
It's it's my favorite movie I've seen this year. Granted, we're early on in the year, but I, I really loved it. It's one that after I saw it, I was like, I can't wait to see this again. It's best seen with a crowd so you can hear everyone laugh at the yeah. most inappropriate stuff you've seen on the big screen in quite some time. And then just to hear people crying and sobbing in the theater as well. A wonderful kind of collective experience. So Saturday, I'm not trying to overhype it, genius, because I know hyperbole in you, but mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited. I Absolutely. Mean, like, it looked great when I first saw it. I dig the, the whole concept of multiverse, and I absolutely adore Michelle Yeoh. And there's a moment where I'm just gonna say a wrestling um, maneuver is had. And the participants involved, it made me smile so freaking big that I was like, I cannot believe I'm witnessing this on a big screen. It's incredible. It's incredible. I would need to do more research, but like I, I'm, I think the uh, the guy who played Michelle Yeoh's husband was kind of more of like a, a stunt guy uh, uh, previously, but like he was uh, fantastic. Like I thought he was kind of. Uh, one of the shining stars of the movie, just kind of his uh, overwhelming positivity. He was uh, he was great. The positivity is the one thing I walked away with. This I walk. You see a lot of things in this movie, but I walked away with two words: kindness and empathy. And it's a it's a it's it's short round from yeah. Indiana Jones and Data. Fucking welcome from Goonies. Back short yes. round. Yes, it's it. The movie rewards so many things. Yeah, I can't wait for people and actually. The, so I give you a peek behind the, the sausages made here. We're recording right before we go out and introduce Slither, actually. Mm-hmm. So, but Theater One is full of people for everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Fuck, it was trying to find a parking space. So people are responding, and I'm hoping they enjoy it it's as awesome. much as like Patrick and I did. Good. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Oh no, I'm I'm indeed. Now, one of the things I love about having a guest on for the first time is. We like to dig in. And now, granted, you can't be to sit here on the couch, my friend, but mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us uh, what is your horror origin? I, crime Alley. The Crime Alley, yeah. Was it a movie, a moment, a relative? But what was it with horror that made you go, ah, I think I can get into that? I actually, I got into horror pretty late. It was like not a thing that like I, I was brought up with. I also, I went to a Catholic school for like 12 years, so it was just kind of like... Those were things that you kind of weren't allowed to watch, so to speak. Um, but I remember the first time, I think I was in third grade when I watched The Sixth Sense at someone's house. And that was kind of my first time just like, uh, it definitely sets the year. It was on, we watched it on like the big screen TV, but it was one of those big Magnavox, uh, boxy uh, big screen TVs that everyone had in like the 90s and 2000s. But we watched it on one of those, and it, it scared the fucking shit out of me. And I was I was terrified for a long time. I don't think I watched a horror movie again for a while. And then the first one that I really liked that I watched in middle school at a buddy's house was uh, Halloween. Uh, the, the original Halloween. And, nice. and that was that kind of got me into uh, my, my favorite genre of horror, which is kind of the things that are, um, I guess, somewhat more realistic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, just the things where it's like, okay, well, this could happen. A, a guy, a crazy guy on the street could just come into your house and start stabbing you. And then, you know, obviously there's like 20 more Halloween movies, so like that's uh, that's not the case. It's not so random anymore. But uh, I, I really like the Halloween movies, so th- those would be my favorite of like all the horror franchises. Uh, again, that's actually Halloween was my ho- horror origin as well. It's one of those that still stands up to this day. And yeah, but the the sixth sense, though, obviously with the news of Bruce Willis, it just kind of makes it such a sad little thing. That's one of the, that performance of him. I mean, I think his performance often gets overlooked based on the whole twist ending and everything. But yeah. he's quite good in that. Yeah, he's really good in it. I think that was kind of, yeah, one of the shots he had, I think, of being nominated for an Oscar. I think he probably should have been. You're right. I think everyone just kind of thinks about Haley Joel Osment in that mm-hmm. movie. But, uh, no, Bruce Willis was, yeah, great in that movie. Uh, yeah, big Bruce Willis fan. I even, I, yeah, I saw a bunch of the, the awful VOD movies that he made because I like Bruce Willis. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I ever like, oh, a Bruce Willis movie. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, a Bruce Willis movie. You know, but, like, Recently, but like now, yeah, it is a bummer that he's not going to be making any more movies. But at the same time, what a career! Oh my god, you know what I'm saying? If he's never even appears as a cameo in any more movies, 
at least he, there's a full body of work. Well, and then I know Screenland actually is doing a, a screening of Pulp Fiction on Saturday. It was just announced. Uh, no, I think we should do a Death Becomes Her screening in honor. Because that movie, he is proper great in that movie. He's legit funny. That was my first time viewing a few years ago with that one. Have you by any chance uh, checked Death Becomes Her? I've not seen it. It's highly really recommended. Good. Really good. It's highly super funny. Super dark. And Bruce Willis plays the exact opposite of Bruce Willis. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He actually gets to act and stretch out his... And he's always been funny. He's got great comedic timing, but he is yeah. slapsticky. Yeah, it's next level. He plays like a nerd, basically. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I'm on board. It's it's definitely worth your time. Plus, uh, Goldie Hawn. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Uh, Isabella Rossellini. Yes. All sorts of good stuff. Now, speaking... I feel like those guys all tried to play nerds at some point, right? Didn't... Uh, wasn't Tango and Cash? They kind of reversed the roles where... Uh, wasn't Stallone the nerd in Tango and Cash? Tango. Cash. Yes, he is very much. In fact, at one point, he says, uh, Rambo is a pussy, and then shoots this tanker. Yeah, I kind of right. grew up with Tango and Cash, and it's got Kurt Russell, so yeah. of course I'm yeah. going to be. Fl- but that's kind of fucked up that it is how Palamian it is when you're like Tango and Cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tango. <laughs> Fucking Jack Palance. Well, and that's why we only did, we did Alone from the Dark, Alone in the Dark, as an episode, and we. That's why we discovered we can't you do can't anything do with Jack Palance. Too long because it's like this movie was great, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you need an inhaler. Mm-hmm. It's not a good scene. It's not a good scene. That's uh, him, him and the uh, the nineteen eighty nine Batman. Yeah, and remember, Wonderful. you're my number one guy. You are my number one guy. And noted creep William William Hootkin as Eckhart. Yeah, brought you a snack, Eckhart. Fucking yeah, <laughs> that movie is great. Good lord, oh and, Jack Palance. And I was alive for that Batman fever, and it was legit. It was, it was hot. It was, it was, I suffered from Batman fever. I'm not better. <laughs> I'm not even any better now, especially <laughs> after like because you know a new Batman movie. Fuck yeah, especially that last Batman movie. Quite good, super good. It's so good. And. I'll try to segue here. Speaking of good, the list you initially sent us to yes. of potential films to talk was great, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I leaped at the chance for Ma. Well, and that's just it. The, of all the films that you sent, we had actually had devoted a number of episodes to before. And more than anything, especially me, and Genius as well, it's all about you know finding something new and watching something new. Ex- Absolutely, yeah. And experiencing that new thing. And Ma was one that was... I can. I've seen my way. I've seen that my way through it, mm-hmm. but I it was one I just somehow missed. So, Patrick, what was your experience with Ma? Was this one that you saw in the theater by any chance? No. So, like, I I totally missed this movie. I, I watched it early on in the pandemic, just when you know we're just watching everything, and I was just like, you know, I never saw Ma, and like I'd always seen all these memes like on Instagram, and like I follow Octavia Spencer, and she always shares them, and like they're very funny. So it's like. I kind of thought the movie was going to be more kind of silly and kind of lighthearted and just uh, uh, kind of more ridiculous. So that's kind of what I thought uh, it was going to be going in. And I watched it. And especially the guy who wrote it is like a comedy guy. Like he wrote for Workaholics and he wrote for some Adam Devine stuff. And uh, I was like, okay, so it's going to be a comedy movie. And uh, I mean, it kind of is, I guess, at points, but uh, like, but not, not really. (laughs) I mean, well, comedy and horror, I mean, they share a lot of the same DNA. It's all about catharsis. And I laugh at inappropriate things in both types of movies. 100%. There was a couple of times I was like, ha, 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 where I just laughed and I couldn't help it. Like, uh, no spoilers, but when Ma's behind the wheel, that made me get get a big giggle. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) That several shocking moments the casualty of the kills yeah. when they kick in and but it takes its time yeah and that's what i like about this movie is it's very much a character piece built around trauma uh-huh. which i know some people are oh really really another trauma film but portrayed and filtered through a very entertaining movie that wasn't what I was thinking as well, Patrick. I thought, and I was thinking slasher-esque. What, did you think slasher-esque? Because I was thinking it was more of a, it seemed to me a more lifetime-ian, 
more um, hand that rocks the cradle in, oh, where it's go. like that kind of drama, but it's way over the top. And like, it is like a Lifetime movie, but there's two types of Lifetime movies I found. There are either, because I like Lifetime movies, there's either <laughs> those super sappy ones or the ones that are supposed to be scary and like it's based on real events and it's you know, over the top like, why did you do this to me? And then there's <laughs> ones that are salacious and funny and sleazy, like Killer Nun. Those are the one with Eric Roberts, right? The, well, there's a lot of the new ones, like the ones you would find on Lifetime Movie Channel. <laughs> Not the Lifetime Channel, the Lifetime Movie Channel. That is like the Skinamax equivalent <laughs> of Lifetime. So I was expecting Lifetime proper, not Lifetime movie, and I got Lifetime movie channel. It flipped the switch on me proper, proper. And I was kicking myself when I, that I didn't catch this in the theater because I think I was like, you know what? It's a new horror. I do want to see it because I like Octavia Spencer because mm -hmm. how can you not because she's Octavia Spencer as long as you don't eat her pies. And um, <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I will eventually watch it. But like, ah, I'll catch it on TV because it's probably like a TV movie. Mm -hmm. Did not know it was created by Blumhouse. Did not know how violent and how fucked up it was going to get. And not how <laughs> hilarious it was going to get. Unintentionally hilarious. And I felt bad for laughing at some of these things. But at the same time, you're like, damn, that's fucked up, ma. Right? So, like, <laughs> it was great. I was so pleasantly wonderfully surprised about this movie so when we you gave the list and we're like which one do you want i'm like oh dude nobody talks about ma more people need to talk about ma yeah. i know you haven't seen about ma so let's let's talk about ma let's start with octavia spencer you want to as talk you've never seen her before <laughs> <laughs> was this after she won an oscar probably yes, yes this is academy yeah. award winner octavia spencer and usually the academy award winner has to get their start in horror and then eventually wins the Academy Award. It's very rare that they win the Academy Award and they go, oh, let's do a horror film. But let me ask you this, because a question, I think, is all about classification. I do consider this a horror film. Mm -hmm. Would anyone call this anything differently? Like, Patrick, if you had your own video store, would you have a particular section that this would fall in? Yeah, I guess I would say it's horror. I mean, it's not... Typically what you think of, I guess, when you think of horror right away. But I think it fits in the genre of horror. Yeah, I, but I, I know you there's going to be a contingency of people who are like, no, it's a thriller. I'm like, no, it, it's a straight-up horror movie. Like, but then again, like people have debate whether Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie or not, and it's full-on a horror movie. Yeah, so, totally. Genius, where does this one fall? Does this fall in, like, do you have the Lifetime Horror section? Oh, no. Th yeah, this is Lifetime Horror, but it's still horror. It's still proper horror. I mean, there is some, there's enough blood and gore and fucked up shit to ex exclusively class this as horror. Well, and then you, she adds the gravitas then to a movie like this that just adds so much more legitimacy, but even uh, yeah. directed by Tate Taylor, who she worked with in The Help mm -hmm. and Get On Up. And I'm, I haven't watched either of those. Help is dope. Help is dope. It, <laughs> white savior complex, but it's it's good. It definitely is a white savior complex movie for sure. It's like it feels like a movie. It's almost like a parody. Like it's yeah. almost <laughs> like 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 an airplane or something where it's kind of like making fun of movies like that. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, I and had no that's idea. That's why I like it because like it's so over the top. It's it's lifetime historical drama. Everything's coming up lifetime with you, my friend. I guess. Well, at least with the, these examples, yeah. Because you have <laughs> that sleazy lifetime horror, and then the help is like lifetime drama, and it's wonderful. Well, and so the idea is that you have someone that was bullied and assaulted back in high school, and then this film is very much a revenge film. It's Would you call it tortury at all? Torture porny? Mm -mm. Okay. I don't think there's enough torture to okay. be torture porn. It's not like Eli Roth's ma. No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would probably be a little bit different. Uh, I, I will say this. Because of the credits and because I had not watched this film, I had my Rick Dalton moments, and it was from the fact that I'm like, oh, Juliette Lewis is in this movie? Kick ass. Oh, Missy Pyle is in this movie? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, oh, wait. Allison Jason Statham? Oh, Allison no. freaking Janney Allison is in this Jenny? movie? Jason St Oh, no, that's Luke Evans. That's <laughs> <laughs> Le Lesser Statham. Mm -hmm. 
No, and Allison Janney for me is going to get a lifetime pass for her role in uh, Drop, uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. Which the whole I got some still makes me cackle to this day. But she's so wonderfully Allison Janney in this movie. She's, she's always like, get off your goddamn phone, Sue Ann. <laughs> get to work. Have you prepped those fucking dogs? Lazy piece of shit. And then she just kind of <laughs> goes off, and I'm like, oh, Allison Jenny, you magnificent bastard. You're going to get got in horrific ways. But until then, you're fucking aces. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We've got Juliette Lewis playing the mom. single mom. Yeah. Go, and it's nice to see her because just a few years ago, we watched uh, Cape Fear as part of our whole Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. And you want to talk about going from the the role she, you know, the daughter's playing here to playing the mom now, quite a journey. Yeah. Including Natural Born Killers, California, but she played it wonderfully. And their relationship was one of the core things that I really dug with the movie. Because again, First Kill doesn't come for a whole hour, but the time spent with the characters is actually really nice. Yeah, it kind of starts out as like, you think it's like a high school movie. Yeah, because it's, the first thing she meets, the first thing that happens is like, oh, I'm a new kid at the new school. And then she meets the nice, mean girl. And then I was like, here, don't you vape? And I'm like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this is the tool to your destruction. This is the road that leads to ruin. The vape. And so I was like, oh, this is so wonderfully like <laughs> early, late teens. You know, uh, late 2000 teens movie. So the vaping is, is a big issue. See, that's where it confused me, though, because then all the music was like from like the 80s. Right. Like, when they were well, like dancing. Because it's in fairness, yeah. if I, I'm not saying I'm going to contribute to the delinquency of minors, but if I'm going to have a party in my house, it's going to be my music. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. You're going to play the music from your high school time. Well, let me ask you all this. Uh, I grew up in a fairly small town, but nothing to the point where we were in the position to do things like that or just to just accept that. Was this anything that was, you know, something you all went through in high school? What? Just the whole finding some place to drink and hole up? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. For I sure. Guess, in my sure. Place. See, I get, I was not, big surprise, I was not popular and did not go to parties and gatherings. So when I see shit on the, like, in, on the movies, I'm like, ah, it's a movie. It's like pillow fights and, you know, slumber parties. It doesn't right. exist. But apparently it does. No, I mean, we had whole evenings of trying to do what they do in the movie. It's like shoulder tap, like waiting outside a liquor store, trying to figure out, can we give that guy money? Do you think he'll buy us booze? And then having like uh, homeless people steal your money. And then like there's <laughs> nothing you can do because then what can you, you know, like go to the cops and be like, hey, we yeah. gave this homeless guy 40 bucks to buy his booze. And then he stole it. You can't do anything. So that's, you know. I've a lot of that, and then yeah, a lot of times we would just go drink at uh, Loose Park at night. Ooh, I love it when we get regional. But again, we are celebrating all things local here. See, I was fortunate enough to not have to do that because I looked like this when I was 16 years old. So I was the <laughs> so I go like, oh man, wife's been right on my ass today. I'll take these two six packs and be on my way, you know. And so then like. So, yeah, so I'd always get all the hooch for everybody. And then we'd go out and party and have a good time. But we never went out to party at, like, strange middle-aged people's house. But are, if you were desperate enough, would you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I was stupid back then. Stupid teens do stupid shit, and you get your comeuppance for it. But that's the one another thing about these teens. Um Normally, I'd be like, you fucking stupid teens and shaking my fist and yelling at the clouds. But I wasn't with this one. You know, maybe some of the friends mm -hmm. and like, you know, sometimes the, the, the cool mean girl that would do stupid shit. But like the main character, she seemed legit on the up and up. She's all excited. She met a boy. First day of school. Their relationship is genuinely touching and it's realistic. And that's the film is grounded in reality for that first hour. And then when we take the turn. We take the turn, and it's literally a literal turn. Just the way everything kicks off, it's unfreaking real. Because she's great at flipping the switch. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer is oh. fantastic at flipping the switch, leaving people guessing. Like when she was like, "Take off your pants," you know, and like, "I'm just fucking okay." With you. 
So, you know, that was, see, that's the scene where I'm like, we, we can never hang out with this person again. Right. Thank you. As soon as she pulls Thank a you. gun, as soon as she pulls a gun, even if it's fake or not, as soon as somebody pulls a gun and tells one of my friends to strip, we're not coming back for shooters next time. Right. You know what I'm saying? He actually stripped, too. Like, I mean, she made him strip. Like, that was something that he had to do. And you see that look she gave him, too? Like, mm. And then, okay, put your clothes back on. Mom was yeah. horny. Mom was yeah. horny. Mom was ready to get down. And, like... That's one thing I'm not saying like good for Ma, but hey, her Ma got a groove back. Now she shouldn't be going around with like high schoolers, you know, doing that kind of crazy shit. But you know, it's good to see like a regular, realized woman killer. And that's kind of a oh. cool thing about Ma. This is I'm not gonna say this is fantastic representation, but because <laughs> no, I'm supreme. No, you, if this if this represents you, you got issues on all fronts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Either you're a delinquent teen or you're a fucked up adult. But if this is representation of you, if you're like, you know, that mock character really speaks to me, you need to look in the mirror and have some really hard decisions with your probation <laughs> officer. But until then, until then, you know, it's good to see a middle aged african-american yes. woman as the main antagonist as the main star and killer of this movie yeah i mean i don't know if it works with anyone else other than her really i mean she definitely elevates the material but octavia spencer can also like i don't know you were saying she can like do stuff with a look and do stuff with her eyes where she doesn't need to say anything either mm -hmm. it's just like on a turn it's just like oh she just did something and with, with her face and it's like you know exactly what what's going on yeah, like the one I I loved it when um she went to hug Juliet Lewis goodbye and she gave oh, that look to the, the look. daughter like hmm you see I I own all the cards just that look it sent shivers and I even wrote it I'm like ooh that Octavia look <laughs> fucking grand every little thing that she did and I think that's what elevated this if, mm. if anybody else from Octavia Spencer this would seem kind of hokey but she can say so much with just a passing glance, with just an eye movement, that you're like, oh, fuck, I should not fuck with this lady at all. Well, question then, how sympathetic is she? Because, again, the whole incident that sets this whole thing off... Was a BJ is... prank. You shouldn't prank people, especially with BJs. That can end up bad on all fronts. And you shouldn't assault people like that and fuck with them. And that's another thing about this movie. No matter how despicable mom got, except when it came to her daughter, mm -hmm. that Munchausen oh, yeah. by proxy shit could fuck right off. Yeah. But there was that little bit of like, you know what? I hope she fucking gets every single one of those people that fucked with her in high school. Right. You know, so like I was conflicted and torn. It almost takes a little bit of a say a Freddy Krueger kind of thing, just the sins of the fathers passed down to the sins of the children. Except she didn't have like skeleton power. Or dream powers. <laughs> no, but it ha had a place they were all gathering in a basement. So it's, and again, I wasn't a party or anything, but was that a pretty, would that be a pretty dope pad to have back in the day? Oh, yeah. Even even current day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would party with mom <laughs> as an adult. But if like, or as a teen, if there was a place where I didn't know that there was like stuff, some crazy Munchausen by proxy revenge-based middle-aged woman up in the attic, then I'd be like, oh, that's a cool place, you know? Like, if it was my pad, mm -hmm. yeah, I would have, I would party down there. Probably not, well, not probably, more definitely not with a bunch of, like, high schoolers, but, like, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely, like, have a nice party there. But did you find Ma sympathetic at any time? Were you like, she's got to go from the get? No, yeah, I, I did, but also the first time I watched this, like, I also, I read a bunch of reviews, and, like, there were a bunch of IMDb user reviews where some people thought it was predictable and all this stuff, and just, I guess it was because I was expecting something else. I, I just honestly had no idea what it was going to be about until, I mean, I, I didn't know what the twist was until, you know, realizing it was about sexual abuse until they really, really tell you that's what happened, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. And that's when I think she was the most sympathetic after you, I mean, you immediately realize what her, her story is. But then it gets into the thing where it's like, it could have been a different movie. Is it then manipulative to then use trauma as like the storytelling device? Kind of like, do you remember the movie Remember Me with Robert Pattinson? Oh, oh Did you ever boy. see that movie in like 2010? I, I, I didn't see it, but I know of its why it's infamous. 
Yeah, because it's the, the 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 twist ending is the nine eleven happens and then his dad's in the twin towers. And but it's never about that until the last three seconds of the movie. It's a totally different movie, and then he dies in the twin towers. And it's just like, well, that's a weird twist. So it's not like that, but like I don't know. It's interesting. Like I I thought it was a clever way to tell the story, but like I could see the argument for it being manipulative. I don't know. Well, and I think any revenge film, a rape revenge film, they're always complicated, and it's definitely not for everyone. In fact, could you call this technically a rape revenge film? Mm-hmm. I because, technically it is. I mean, yeah. and, and that's that's what's surprising though is the fact that uh, you would not want to market it that way. And in horror, I mean, there's a whole subgenre of that, you know, with Miss Forty Five. But things see, that, that, I think the thing is when we have a, a rape revenge film you're rooting for the victim mm-hmm. to get their revenge. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily rooting for Ma to get her revenge on these teens. Now, if she was getting her, if she went and she pulled the Missy Pyle like she did, you're right. cool, okay. You know, Luke, Ga- or Luke Evans, cool, right? But when she started fucking with those kids, she kind of lost some of that sympathy, mm-hmm. especially when you found out what she's doing to her daughter. Mm-hmm. So right. that's what made her like that conflict because you do feel bad because mm-hmm. she did get assaulted and you do want to see some sort of comeuppance and revenge. Although her actions and deeds and who she's putting her venom to doesn't always equate to like, yeah. So I don't know if I would call this rape revenge because mm-hmm. like in Miss 45, in Revenge, in American Mary and all that stuff, that's who you're rooting for. I wasn't. Wasn't really rooting. I can't say that I wasn't rooting for Ma because sure. I was on those times like I fucked them up. But like, <laughs> there was times there was like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't abide by this. You're you've taken it too far. I'm just glad she didn't fuck with the animals because there was a point in time where I was like, she's gonna fucking poison Luke Evans's cat. She's gonna decapitate the. Uh, Juliet Lewis's dog. I mean, the first time we see her, you feel endearing with it because she's walking a three-legged doggy. And you're like, oh, it's mom. It's Octavia Spencer. She's like, (laughs) you know, I shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna. And then you feel bad for her, too, because it's almost like a swingers moment because her awkwardness is heartbreaking, too. The whole text, are you mad at me? So, again, you feel bad, but then she's like, yeah, I got cancer, and like, yeah, now I don't feel bad for you anymore. And it seems all of this is built upon her longing for... There's a moment when one of the kids, I say something like, do you want to be cool, Ma? And that's when she goes, you want to see something cool, and that triggers that whole thing. And that's that's the idea of this just longing she wants to be cool to be she was never popular and cool with the care with her high school mm-hmm. kids so she's like i'm gonna be a chance you see how elated she is when she's just in the center of the party and everybody's like ma 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 this is her time to shine this is her like man if coach would have put me in high school i would be one state that's what this is for her mm-hmm. and so you can't help but like be happy for her but then she goes around and fucks then- something up and does something crazy and then like it's well and this is this is why complicated characters are good it's yeah. too easy to just it's you know you, we're not going to all have the white hat the black hat and just go bad guy good guy it's like no they're people are complicated they're layered they're nuanced because even like if you notice she's all she had and sometimes she had her heart in the right place for example when after she, spoilers for again when she kills uh the girlfriend right Later on, when she's having the argument with Juliette Lewis, she goes, and I can't believe I got rid of Missy for you on the things I'd done. You know, I'm like, because she saw yeah. that humiliating, that humiliated oh, scene, and I felt so fucking bad. I was just shrinking in my seat myself. I'm like, I feel your pain, Juliette Lewis, and this chick is crazy. And so, like, mob in her own weird way, stepped up and like, I got your back. I got your back. Fuck that. You know, and just did what she needed to do so when that like gratitude wasn't reciprocated that just hurt and shock in her eyes in her face sold everything this is octavia spencer movie through and fucking through it's incredible like i mean it's i mean it's one of the best things she's ever done i think i think i I, this this movie is just it's it's nuts so I mean like again it, 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 I think it totally went under the radar for for whatever reason and you know it's it it is also like a pretty quick ninety minutes I mean it it does mm-hmm. kind of fly by 
but I mean, just yeah, it's it's the way it's paced, everything. I just I thought it was it was very well done. I mean, you know, you, you, it starts out as kind of this high school movie. It's like all right, these kids are trying to buy booze. This this lady seems kind of nutty. Uh, I, there there was one time I had I had, I had a friend whose mom would drink with us sometimes, which is is weird and like it's weird in the movie. And it was weird when we drank with one of my friend's moms, and it was it was very strange. And she would dance with us too, and it was just like uh, it didn't seem weird at the time. Right. And then I remember telling someone a story about that later, and they were like, "That's kind of weird." I'm like, "It is weird. You're right. And like she she shouldn't have been getting sixteen year olds licking it up and dancing with them. That was a weird thing to do." But nothing else happened. Like I I was not sexually abused, but like I did dance with a middle-aged woman that like you know would let us drink at her house you didn't get your mouth sewn up but here's the thing <laughs> and i bet she used that excuse well i'd rather them do this here than somewhere else exactly that's that's the excuse that the the, uh, the cool parents use yeah i was gonna say your friend had a cool mom mm -hmm. a cool that's mom a she was the cool mom totally wow wow it all comes down to trying to be cool and just not being your age like i'm i'm 45 i'm gonna be 46 i'm not cool I've lost cool, dude. No, no, I'm good with not being cool. I am a And that's what makes you cool. Well, I, that's fine. That's fine. But oh my God, just the idea of wanting and longing, just still needing to be cool. Part of that just still just killed me and just made me feel worse for it. But yeah. like, like any good sympathetic character though that you find in a film, then they do this stuff that just makes you God bless you. It's like we were rooting for you. There's only room like, for one of us. Paint, 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 paint. And I was like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's so fucked up she did some fucked up shit the, and you know what else this movie has that made me smile cussing old women the interchange the, the interchange exchange, at, yeah. the, at the beauty salon with that old lady when she's like like make sure you unblock bitch. ma she's a crazy old bitch do you mind fuck you fuck you bitch and then I was like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there just dying laughing She's like, you know what? I don't got time for this shit. Throws the money at the, at the at technician. Fucking grabs her shit, puts on her flip-flops, and heads out the door. Meanwhile, that old lady is just she staring called. daggers. I loved it. Loved every second of that scene. And then she screamed at a woman to move out of the way who wasn't in her way. She just went, yeah, get, get out, out of my way. <laughs> when Ma got on her tirade, it was great. I could not take my eyes off the screen this entire movie, and it was all because of Octavia Spencer. This is her fucking thing. Come for Octavia Spencer, stay for Juliet Lewis. Well, let me ask you this, genius, and um, can we break it out? Yes, there is a little bit of gong. There's about a bit of dong. Dong. <laughs> because when she finally gets the Luke, Luke Goss, Evans. Luke Evans, comeuppance, and she goes to give the snip snip. I mean, we do get a hint. I, prosthetic or not, we can say dong, right? We can say dong. Okay. Again, we were talking off mic. Uh, equal opportunity, nudity, we're all for. So wasn't 100%. expecting that as well. At his ultimate comeuppance with the whole transf transfusion with the dog's blood was something I've not really seen in a horror film. That's unusual and the fact that she went to get the dog's blood from the thing i'm glad that she didn't thankfully that is one him. good thing she's a vet that's one saving grace okay she's a vet tech she loves animals so she probably won't hurt one even though she was wrestling with a goat in one scene what is it <laughs> with us and like crazy vets between this and raw right we're seeing and like pet cemetery too it's it's all over the place it's all over the place um the uh looking this the scarring of the iron oh yeah Again, I, it's that was fucking up. crazy. I it's it is it's horrible. I was not expecting that. The sewing of the lips is so it's not gratuitous it was by graphic, all. Though. It the was the way it, they shot the iron. The way they shot mm. there was it wasn't this movie wasn't chocked full of blood and gore. But, but when it, it happened, it, it hit hard. Oh. It it was unnerving at multiple points throughout that. Because like the, the 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 car scene. I was not expecting how gory, no, visceral, it, funny, and quick it happened. And the unfortunate thing is I read that that amazing shot when she finally gets to have her photo with everyone. And she gets the moment where she can just settle in and be cool. That that was in the trailer, apparently, mm -hmm. which is a bummer because that is, that's an amazing... But it does set up a different perspective because I assumed 
everyone was dead in that scene and she was doing her whole thing and not necessarily the case but better left out of the trailer do you think or yeah, is that I think so. or does that add to the the switcheroo element of it no, no, I think that like this. Yeah, this is something that can like easily kind of be spoiled. Like we definitely benefited not knowing anything about it going in. And yeah, I, I do remember talking about this with some friends and they were saying they didn't see the movie because of the trailer. They felt like it kind of spoiled the whole thing, which that happens with a lot of movies. But I mean, it, it's, it's shitty to do that with like a horror movie when like, you know, the twist comes at the very end or something. So I, I'm glad I didn't see the trailer. Because it looks like I remember I, now I remember the trailer and yeah it was because it almost looks like it because the trailer that scene plays at the end of the trailer and it almost looks like Ma triumphant mm-hmm. and so you're like well there's the end of the movie you know so yeah I wish they wouldn't have shown that either but at the same time it didn't deter me from seeing it in the movie theater because I didn't see it in the movie theater <laughs> but <laughs> so but at the same time yeah I, I think they should have left that scene out and just you know maybe put the scene in with the goat. You know, because that was funny. Or the scene with the old lady. But, like, at the same time, I think taking that out, because that it's very chilling. She's like, all right, let's just, you know, show me with me and my trophies, you know? Yes. Yeah, collecting trophies throughout. Uh, other thoughts on your side, Genius? Uh, the Max text, old lady cussing, false cancer is fucked up. Uh, um, you can't do that. That's no. That's bad karma. No. Um, but a, a classic mom thing to do. That's a mom passive guilt. aggression. Yeah. It's those guilt trips. Pack your bags. I love the fact how it transitioned from a brutal scene to earth, wind, and fire. The transitions and the music in this was so great because everything was like peppy and, t- and happy mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But one of the standout performances for me from was the sleeping girl running motif. Oh, the, the, the pastor's daughter? Yeah, the pastor's the daughter. Because yeah. they're like, oh, she does that at every party. And then she passes out, and they're like, no, stay asleep. Stay asleep. <laughs> okay, okay. And she tries to escape, and it's just like, you know, I'm fucked up now. So I, 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 liked, I liked those little hints. This was significantly more funny and more interesting and more gory than I think a lot of people would expect. And I think that's why... It's a damn shame that nobody sees this movie and talks about it. And like Octavia Spencer is great. She's a <laughs> to me, she's now in a fucking na- she was already a great person, but now she's a national fucking treasure. You can hear <laughs> your crush and admiration just grow tenfold throughout this episode, genius. It's oh, great. Wonderful. Well, let me ask you this. The way it ends, and a lot of people will say, Well, mom, Ma passed away in the fire with her bow, right? But it's a horror film. We didn't see it. We didn't see it. So let me ask you this. Could we, should we, get a follow-up to Ma? Ma Returns? Yeah, uh, Mima. Maybe she uh, <laughs> travels down south. Uh, or maybe she meets another Ma, or like another killer Ma, and then it'd be Mama. Mama. Ah, I dig it. She goes overseas, Mama Mia. Mama. Or, 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 or she goes on a killer, y tu, with tu mama también. There, I, <laughs> that one also is a short bus experience. Uh, <laughs> I would go for the continuing adventures of this. In fact... It very much gave me a vibe a la, I don't know, and again, this one you may have not have seen, Patrick, but Genius, did you get a loved one's vibe at all? A little bit, with the whole tying, and then I, I was waiting for Ma to pull out a drill and drill into the brain. That, that wouldn't have surprised me with Ma, because I was really shocked and surprised of her depravity. She, when she went off the deep end, she went off the deep end. Uh, also, really and I would even maybe pair this with uh, Scream for Help. You remember that one, Genius? Yes. That was also very Lifetime movie, or I'm trying to remember your differentiation at this point. Yeah, not the Lifetime movie channel, but the Lifetime channel movie. It definitely it definitely works. Uh, other thoughts on your side, Patrick? No, yeah. Uh, I think that, that covered it. Uh, the, the, yeah, the Missy Pyle scene of her getting run over is incredible. Yes. I think she says, uh, you fucking cunt, right afterwards. Yeah, or something. she did. Yeah, That's she terrific. did. Terrific. Really great stuff. I, I I watched that scene a couple of times. Um, we talked about Ma staring at the kid's dick. That that to me stood out. I wrote that one down. I was just like, that seems inappropriate. Um, yeah, the lying about being cancer thing. That that totally fucked up. I, that's just something I wrote down. Oh, when Ma shows up at the school, like that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, it is. To just like be walking out of school and then just see like this person show up. It's kind of like Ma. You got to get out of here. You got to play it cool. That's uh. 
That's when the wheels start to come off. There were come so- it's five o'clock somewhere. Let's go party. <laughs> and I'm like, we're high school students. And you know what? Good for them. Like, look, I got studies tomorrow. It's a weeknight. And like, we got to go do our thing. You know? For the most part, they acted pretty realistically. Yeah, they weren't stu- They were stupid teens, but that's how teens are. They right. weren't overtly stupid teens. No, it actually. And I think that they used Facebook and Instagram, like actually Facebook and Instagram. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a real fake one, like they use in like movies that, that's kind of distracting. And I think eventually later on it was Instagram, but I think Ma used Facebook at first, which kind of checks out for like a boomer. It's like she's probably going to use Facebook first, Facebook make sure she stuff. can find everybody. But right. uh, yeah, I mean, all, all it, it seemed like it, it could all happen. It seemed very realistic. It seemed like something someone could actually do. The one thing I really enjoyed about this movie overall, how unexpected everything was. For example, you're not expecting it to be as violent and gory as, and, and as visceral and funny as it is. Now, in the movie, what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. For example, I thought uh, one main scene was when uh, the dad was like, oh, hey, let's meet up for a drink. You know, I haven't seen you in a minute. I thought there was that whole oh. interplay was going to play a lot differently. Oh, like, man, got, like yeah. you know, oh, okay, cool. Let's catch up. And Shma's got this dark secret. No, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stay away from my son. And really caught her off guard. Everything that was supposed to happen that I thought was going to happen never did. And it wound up being so much more violent and so much more off center that it threw me for a loop. And it always kept me entertained and engaged. I think if there was anything that was like lackluster hackney or like predictable it would have lost me really quick but with this one i was like i need to know what's going on because it's not what i'm expecting and as a seasoned horror fan as a seasoned genre fan it's nice when a movie can make you do that and Mm -hmm. feel that and go on that journey yeah and again it's octavia spencer it's because it's octavia spencer that you went on that journey i think it's incredible and we have patrick to thank for that journey because I would have probably gotten around to this movie just for content for Patreon and everything, but I'm glad we got to talk it on the main feed and just spread the love of Octavia Spencer. No, and I, I kind of had the same feeling like watching everything everywhere all at once, which we yeah. talked about earlier, but it, it's nice to watch a movie and, you know, not know what's going to happen. Where, like you said, you're watching it and you're like, okay, well, now this is going to happen. And then it's like, oh, well, they did something else. That's interesting. So, the, yeah, it's, it's always fun when that happens. And, the, yeah, this movie definitely does that in spades. It's, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting cop violence. Oh no! Oh no! No, not I was at all. not expecting that quick. I was not expecting Iron Pan. Boonk! I even got the bonk. I love that sound. Boonk! <laughs> gave me a huge giggle. No, everything about this movie was so unexpected and so wonderful that I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and I will sing its praises to anybody. Like, have you seen Ma? Fuck yeah, I've seen Ma. <laughs> you know, so like Ma is great. I even love the part where she's like got the gun, and she's like. Calm down. Who do you think I am, Medea? That gave me another <laughs> oh, that giggle. Great. That gave me a giggle. Yeah. It was so, this movie was so funny. It was so unexpected, so violent, and so just like Man. awkward and sad, and you get angry. I was, I went through a lot of motions. This is my second time viewing this movie. I already knew it was coming up. I knew how it ended. <laughs> I knew the beats, but I'm still like, I was not expecting Luke Evans to fucking get in her face like that. I was, I knew she, I knew Allison Janney was gonna die, but I didn't think she was gonna get put shoved in a crate, crate like that. You know, I mean, like everything that I was like, oh man, this this movie. Again, I've already seen it, but it still surprised me. And right. Octavia Spencer is fucking chilling. She is wonderful and funny when she wants to be, and she can pull off so intense and fierce. I hope, I hope, I hope. She goes down more genre paths because yeah. I want to see what more she can do fully unleashed. Yeah, I wish this had made more money and yes. the, there had been opportunities for there to be a mod to. I don't know that having been said, I don't know what it would be about. Would she try to finish her job and get the rest of the kids? Is that probably where it would go? Do we do a Halloween two where it's the same night and you know it's the night she comes home? The night she came she or left the, home. She left home because she got out. <laughs> no, this is what happens. Um she dies in the fire, and if you're an underage teen and you need a place to crash, you say Ma's name in the mirror five times, and she comes out, and it's Candy Ma. I like it. I'm in. Uh, I'm Take in. my money. You smell like your daddy. Oh, God. 
God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can think of no better way to say again, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> Number one, obviously, for the recommendation of the movie. But again, everything that you're doing here in Kansas City, uh, making it cooler, and of course, promoting movies and the movie-going experience and all that is awesome with that experience. So, man, it is truly appreciated. Yeah. Dude, no, thank you guys for having me on. I, I love the show. I really appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we get to do it again. Also, I'm, this is my first year going to Panic Fest, so I'm super excited to yes. be going. Hot damn. So I will uh, see you guys there, I'm hoping. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. We'll save you a seat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as it turns out, uh, we're going to be going and uh, saying hi to the fine folks for Friday Night Frights and Slither. So until next week, I oh, should say, next week episode is locked and loaded. Royalty is coming back. Royalty is coming back. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. You smell like your daddy.